Hi, little homos. Uh, Secret Records, our review of Scott Pilgrim takes off. I'm Kalen. I'm Clark. I'm Adam. And I'm Brent Wingate. So welcome to another Secret Records, where we talk about things outside our regular episodes and extra issues. It could be Andor, or Castlevania, or Fargo, or really anything falling outside of our weekly bread and butter, which, in case you forgot, are the X-Men and the MCU. It's kind of like an extra, extra issue, and we are very extra. Uh, so today we're discussing Scott Pilgrim Takes Off, an animated series based on the Oni graphic novel created by Brian Lee O'Malley and written by O'Malley and Ben David Grabinski, directed by Abel Gongora. It's currently streaming on Netflix, and you'll probably recall that there was a movie, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, directed by Edgar Wright that came out in 2010. It starred an amazing cast that got really, really famous afterwards. Absurdly famous. Like, <laughs> unbelievably famous. Uh, like the movie, the animated series has the same cast, but unlike the movie, it's not an adaptation of the graphic novel. It's kind of a sequel, or a requel, or even more accurately, an Earth 2 version of the story we know and love. All right, y'all know the drill by now. Turn this episode off if you haven't watched Scott Pilgrim Takes Off, because we're going to get into really spoilery territory. I mean, what you just said was spoilery. Uh, that you, it's you like don't know that till the end of episode one. Well, I think that's girl. I didn't know that till the end of episode well, but one. Yeah, but, but by now the news is is out. Yeah. Well, fuck people. all you people yeah. who already heard what we just said. <laughs> and on that note, let's get off started with a quick synopsis. Uh, so the series does start off a lot like the graphic novel and the movie with a few minor tweaks. Can I ask for no spoilers? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> you can ask, but I want to answer. Um, so while dating a high schooler, our titular hero falls in love with a mysterious girl who keeps changing her hair and has seven evil exes. In order to date her, he needs to defeat them all video game style. However, the story changes course towards the end of the first episode, as Clark just referenced. While fighting Ramona's first evil ex, Matthew Patel, Scott is seemingly killed, and every character's life is altered as a result. Ramona suspects that Scott may still be alive and begins to investigate what really happened, and that all happens in the first episode. I die, you better fucking investigate what happened. Girl, if you die... <laughs> if you die, it's one of us who killed you. <laughs> if you die and 30 cents are left, I'm taking the 30 cents and counting it as a win. Aw. <laughs> well, uh, we'll have to investigate all of your evil exes. <laughs> all right, so um, we're going to have this discussion a little bit kind of like by the episodes and also by each of the evil exes. Uh, so let's get into the second episode, which is where the story deviates from the one we know. Uh, Matthew Patel defeats Gideon Graves and becomes the de facto leader of the Evil Exes and the CEO of Graves' company. Uh, Adam, how did you enjoy this changeup? I really. This is actually where the series hooked me. So when uh, you know they end up trying to meet, and Gideon's like, "Who the fuck sent these invites?" and Matthew Patel is like, "Me, bitch." I really enjoyed it, not only because in both the comic and the movie, I feel like the character gets a, such a short shrift. Um, it was also just great for them to do a lot more in this series focused on the exes themselves, giving them more character, more growth, more heft. And so I just, I, it was so fucking smart. I mean, I'm just going to keep singing the praises of this show overall, mm -hmm. but you better sing them. But just the fact, <laughs> but uh, but just the fact that they flipped mind. it over, particularly for Matthew, I think was such a huge win. They, so I love the change up compared to like the graphic novel or the movie because it was a genuinely shocking. Oh, he is not going to be facing off these evil exes. But I also don't know how I feel about Matthew Patel 
taking over uh, the Gideon Corp, whatever, because his criticism, rightly, was that how does this organization supposed to work? Who benefits <laughs> when we defeat anyone that Ramon is dating? Who gets to date her because we're not all dating her? And then Gideon's like, well, I get it. It's like, okay, cool. That made sense for you. And obviously, I guess you guys never talked about this before. No. But uh, Matthew Patel winning does not solve that problem. Well, it does no, not change that well, relationship. And everyone's like, we'll just follow him yeah, now. Everyone is... I guess fine with the new status. But they all kind of just gave up on it. I felt like that's. I thought that that was like the another big switch was that they were just shutting it all down. Obviously, Patel was taking everything from Gideon, but pretty much everyone was like, mm, "I don't." Yeah, care. no one else is really going after her anymore, except like, for Roxy. Talk, except for Roxy, yeah, which we'll get into. Uh, what I liked about it is, in retrospect, uh, well, when you get further on in the series, you realize that Matthew Patel doesn't really want this at all. Yeah. He's just like he just wants a little bit of fame and stardom, I love and that. he sort of he's the dog that ca caught the car. He's like, oh, okay, I win now. What do I do? <laughs> yeah. I'm Take billions. my shit back. Yeah, yeah. Take my shit back. All right. So there's in this uh, second episode, there's also a funeral for Scott with a show-stopping number by his ex, <sighs> Envy Adams. Mama Brent, how much cunt was she serving? It takes a lot to show up at a funeral with high fashion <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and the second i think it was very funny that the the paparazzi show up and they're like taking photos of this person at some nobody's funeral <laughs> and you know people were obsessed i think the thing Ninja that really paparazzi pushed, the thing that pushed it over the top for me was that somehow there were blackout curtains. I loved <laughs> that. I loved for that. It was so dramatic. Okay, so Adam, as you mentioned, someone who's going to likely die soon, and one of us will kill you. <laughs> who would you want performing at your funeral? Can't be Envy. Yeah. Uh, who would you oh, want performing? Of the five of us. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We, okay. we killed it. We're also not performing. Oh, there you go. can't do two Wait, jobs. Uh, yeah, okay. Adam, where are you from? New York. But where in New York? Uh, like, be specific. Like, where? Yeah, really? yeah, yeah like, Rockland County. Okay, so you're in Rockland County. <laughs> 20 years ago, you die, and then Beyonce shows up at your funeral. <laughs> <laughs> and you were dating her at one yeah, point. That's right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I mean, if I had to choose amongst the four of you, I think I would like to see a performance. Probably, I feel like Clark would have the most artistic performance, and people wouldn't get it, but I would respect it. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, from I, heaven, you're looking and down. Then, yeah, I was, and I'd just be nodding. I'm like, you did it. You did it. Um <laughs> Because there'd be like a fun joke, and then you'd have like Ryan. Ryan it would have to be you and Ryan together. I feel okay. Like. Ryan shows up, and he leaves more change in your casket. Because <laughs> <laughs> Ryan would have like the housewives, the RuPaul references, but we would have like the weird horror humor. Like, yeah, you'd yeah, both yeah. you'd both pay reverence in the right ways for our friendships. Um, and then I think for actual like celebrity, it would have to be my dear Lady Gaga, because like you know, it would literally just kind of be like in the show, the fucking. Curtains would drop. She would descend just like at the Super Bowl, yeah. come crashing through the window of the church. What song would she do of the songs that she currently has? Applause. Oh. <laughs> Nailed it. Not 911. <laughs> All right, Clark. So Matthew Patel has his ghostly demon hipster chicks as like his backup. Mm -hmm. If you were an evil ex, in what way would your apparitions kind of manifest? Like what would they be? I don't know. Just... Just some like ghost donkeys. Ghost donkeys. <laughs> good right. answer. Good answer. Yeah. yeah. Let's no, see. No, ghost donkeys. <laughs> <laughs> Ding. Yeah. Wow. Seventy-four percent of people said that. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's move on to the third episode. Ramona rents a video. So the bi furious Roxy confronts Ramona at a video store, reads her for filth for leaving without even saying goodbye while they were dating, 
and they fight through various cinematic genres. Uh, this is the start of a very uh, start of what becomes a very heavy Ramona retelling, and also delves into the X's far more than the comics. Um, Clark, how did this change up work for you? I have always hated Ramona. I just never liked her. Part of it's because I don't like Mary Elizabeth Winstead at all, <gasps> and she's fantastic in this because I don't have to see her face. <laughs> But um, because she, you know, she well, she always is so I'm too cool for school. Look at me, she scowl, but the, she's the disaffected only, hipster chick. Only that. Andrew Kendrick does that same shit. Also, can't, I, can't I love stand that him. you guys were like, Jesus, Clark. And then he says one more sentence. You're like, Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I get but it. No, I love her, but I appreciate that someone could see that. But, and and it's not just that. that. It is that. I mean. As we find out here, Ramona clearly was kind of treating these exes like oh, yeah. shit yeah. all the time. So I'm like, okay, Scott's terrible, but I, they're both terrible. They're both broken people. Yeah, and, like yeah. They and I'm glad and the whole process of her kind of, you know, learning or figuring, fixing herself. I'm happy that that is what this is about. Um, I thought it was just great to have. that question? Well, I was going to say, I thought it was great to have just honestly a, f- a woman-centered perspective mm-hmm. for the Scott Pilgrim universe. Because it was always very like... It felt progressive. It felt very open and felt interesting. But the plot of the original comic and particularly the movie was always very related to like the, you know, the indie romantic comedy soy boy of like so, Scott Yeah, just Pumper. a man yeah. child who was Soy boy is the word I was looking for earlier. Yeah. There is something uh, weird about Scott in the comics that is just like this unlikable, mm-hmm. detestable character. He's the Wimster, ultimate Wimster. And I don't, he doesn't really have much of a character journey or arc. And I think it, I liked how this tried to at least reconcile some of the weirder parts of it. Like, hey, it's weird that you're dating a high school student. Yeah. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Always they like they try to make it as explicit as possible. We haven't kissed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, good, good, good. You guys are kind of aware that that is you know, maybe 20 years ago that was a, for some reason, thought of as a more acceptable thing, but it is weird for a 20-year-old to do It's clearly Brian Lee O'Malley making a reference to train spotting because that's even in the graphic novel, it says it's train spotting, Mm. which came out in the late 90s. The first Scott Pilgrim graphic novel uh, was released in 2004, Mm. so it's very much in that sort of weird zeitgeist. Well, I remember in like high school and stuff, if you were like one of the cool girls, you would be like dating dating a a college college student or something. Yeah. Yeah, or yeah. a teacher, and right. then a teacher. Oh well, there's there ten. was one, yeah, one girl. It was in eighth grade, and then as soon as she got uh, old enough, they yeah. start they got married. Well, there was tremendous fetishization, and then there was that. a lesbian situation too, where the same thing happened. Ooh, there was like tons ooh, of fetishization that in the '90s. Every C- Dawson's Creek, Big Little Liars. That's not '90s. Oh yeah, but, like, oh yeah, yeah. Every uh, single. And then teen we realized show. like, oh, uh, Pacey was raped in season <laughs> one, basically, which we didn't <laughs> think about until yeah. <laughs> But even in like anime, it's like yeah. the schoolgirl, uh, like yeah, yeah all oh, the fantasies. Gr- yeah, it's a, as a with. fan of anime, it's very so, difficult to. So I didn't get all the way through the graphic novels. I was like only through like volume three or mm-hmm. whatever. Did Ramona have a hammer in the graphic novel? Yeah, yeah, she okay. did. Yeah, 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 yeah. she got always fought. pulling out of her. Can we talk about how powerful she is as a as a character? Oh, yeah. That like she's a Valkyrie. You have a pocket dimension in your bag and a super hammer that can. Crush whatever you want. Girl, she had in the movie too. In the graphic, she had a hammer. Yeah, yeah. she did. But she fought. She fought Roxy. Roxy. <laughs> she fought Roxy oh. with a hammer. And in the graphic novel, she fought Knives Chow with a hammer. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, Clark, I got a follow up question. So, if you yeah. were fighting your evil ex in a video store, which movie genres would you be tumbling through? Hmm. I want some like screwball, screwball comedies from the '30s. <laughs> I want some like '70s porn. Okay. No. What kind of movie? What 80, kind of fucking video 80s, store is this? 80s, <laughs> 80s, 80s giallo horror. 
So like lots oh, of like yeah. goopy pink blood. <laughs> what else I want to see? Uh, that's it. Those, those three. I mean, that's three very good answers. I get knocked into a Nickelodeon. <laughs> <laughs> and then Brent, Ramona changes her uh, hair color in every episode. That's like how most of the episodes start. Yeah. You're a dirty, filthy blonde. What color would you want to change your hair in every episode? Obviously, dirtier and filthier. But yeah. I did love how each episode when she's changing her hair, I love the cat meowing. But I all I think it's so funny. The look she's giving to the camera is so... Like in the mirror, it feels so sexual yeah. in an unnecessary way. <laughs> yeah, like oh, that I woman's got... hair has got to be so dry. I was just about to say every day. It's just fucking girl, strong. chill. You are <laughs> fucking up your hair. Look, at, she's got a pocket dimension and a giant mallet. Her hair is indestructible, y'all. Maybe I don't no, know. No. Like, bitch, wear a wig. I uh, <laughs> I do want to give a shout out because I did want to. I was very intent on listening to how the actors translated their live action into voice acting, mm-hmm. and that's a very hard hard thing to do for a lot of people if we've know anything about marvel what if and hearing sebastian oh, Stan. Yeah. oh yeah so i may whitman who was also Anne on arrested development she is fucking incredible Her? in this ah. Egg? Ah. Egg? Egg. she is so good in this like she really understood the assignment she is showing up as that anime voice actress and phenomenal kudos to her she fucking nailed it i love the scene where they like uh she tries to get back together with ramona everyone's like no i'm good and then she tries like tries to make out with kim and <laughs> kim's like yeah, all right. Uh, <laughs> talk about the ultimate disaffected, like, hipster chick. Oh, I'm not. Oh, wait, actually. Yeah, let's make And then out. they try, yeah. and they're both like, no. No, yeah, no chemistry, no sparks. Good good lesbian energy. Uh, <laughs> totally. So uh, just a couple more things about this episode. Young Neil begins to write a screenplay, which gets uh, completed by his apparent sleep paralysis demon. We'll get back more to that. Oh, and Knives Chow discovers she may be musically inclined. So my favorite characters, um, it, not even in this, are Knives Chow and Young Neil. Yeah, they're great. And every time, this, this so does Young Neil so well. <laughs> yeah, and it does Knives nothing. You yeah. Knives storyline is just smashed into the dirt. It's like, oh, I'm singing. It's literally just lame and boring by comparison to how great she is and everything else. I think this like works. I'm the one. She's the one who's right. All those two, the two main assholes who fall in love are shitheads, and she's like doing like that. yeah. I yeah. think yeah. I, I, I'm just like meh. It worked for me at least from a centering the storyline around on her. Yeah, because yeah, 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 you know yeah. most of the plot, particularly in the movie, she's like on a constant chase and just like really upset. And again, the, I don't know the actress's name, but like she plays it fantastically well in live action. Ellen Wong. Yeah, she also plays it really well in the show. And I just, I agree that I think she has more interesting dynamics in the other mediums or mm-hmm. the other tellings. But at least this one is very much like, oh, that's it so cool sense. that she joins the band. And yeah, all yeah that I'm stuff. just kind of bummed out because I wanted, I at first I wanted like a full retelling so I could get like her and, and all this stuff. And I'm like, well, I'm getting none of her. <laughs> well, this sucks. Do you well, guys like when a character like Young Neil is almost impossibly stupid? Like yes. does it okay? <laughs> <laughs> that that's his character, it, and I do questions. I do love it. Well, because I think what it to me it's very uh, it's one of our what the, it's a bad movie, but we love fucking Madison from Zombie yeah. Zombie Land Two or whatever the fuck it was called, <laughs> Brent. Like we watched that, and I think that's exactly what it is. Like yeah. there's even a there's even a later on when they're like um, I forget the exact line I had it written down, but like Young Neil says something like like something about you and then she goes wow like and just the combination of these two dummies is always just very enjoyable to watch well in the movie version uh uh knives asked him so what do you play oh that's a really tough question zelda <laughs> mario <laughs> sonic my, my other issue related to knives be- just because on that storyline that they're doing with stills is that because i'm not gonna sp- but because other characters we'll talk about in a minute like are 
are gay, they don't do anything with stills at the end. Yeah, they don't. So yeah. like both of those characters for me feel like that's just a tacked on wasted time storyline almost. They are plot they, they become plot devices more than characters yeah, unto at the themselves. End where they but Steven Stills didn't have much of a no. character arc in the movie either. At least so. he got faggoty at the end. Not, well, the, not, mo- the, not movie, the movie. Though. It was only no. in the comics. Oh, I know, but no, at least yeah. that's it. In that's Clark's better than nothing. Fa- in Clark's fan fiction, he does. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, just I, like the real fan. Half, yeah, the real halfway fiction, yeah. through my watching, I definitely was like, oh, the entire... Because Kim gets a little bit of the episode with Roxy and Ramona. And it's, it is fascinating to me how little I think Steven and Knives are in it. And I, you know, for better or for worse, it's... Again, all three of these things are very interconnected. Like you yeah. almost have to have all of them in your mind when you're like watching it's, them. So Anna Kendrick is nothing. Nothing, yeah, exactly. she, which is fine. She was too busy hitting you the work cup at against donuts. the table. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> So uh, let's get to the fourth episode, which is called Whatever. Uh, it focuses on Lucas Lee, and due to his attitude and shenanigans, the skateboarding and movie star is well uh, skating on thin ice. His last chance to save his career is in a starring role as Scott Pilgrim in the movie seemingly uh, written by young Neil. Lucas gets into trouble by hooking up with the actor playing Knives Chow, even though she's not actually a high schooler. They'd say she's 31. That explicitly. is a very yeah. funny reference. Yeah. And he exacerbates his problems by skateboarding, skateboard fighting paparazzi ninjas. As a result, he gets kicked off the movie and is rescued by Ramona. Adam, what would cause paparazzi ninjas to follow and harass you? What would you have to do for that to happen? Uh, I'd finally start the Feet Finder account that I've been talking about. <laughs> what? What, what is that? Feet Finder? Yeah, well, I'm so glad you asked because we're actually sponsored by Feet Finder. Yeah, feet Finder. <laughs> Find your feet here at feetfinder.com. Is it a real thing? Yeah, you just like post pictures of your feet, and they're like, I think most like you don't have to be. You sexual. post pictures of your feet, and people go. Then yep, money shows yep, up. Their feet. But, yeah. How do you? No, you get coins. Like, why in is the, it called show. Finder? Because it's because it's for people that want to find. Oh, feet. I didn't, I thought you'd like put someone's social security number in and see whether like yeah, their feet. Oh, what their feet is. Yeah, everybody sub- has a different foot. Yeah. You can't submit a photo of feet to find out whose feet those no. are. But this does remind me of. No, no, he'll go down the whole path of feet finding. It's not necessary. <laughs> but that's what would happen. Yeah, well, that's I, agree, my the, I agree the paparazzi should harass you. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's funny in this scenario is the paparazzi ninjas, they, I mean, they are ninjas. They would actually be the foot from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes. Oh, my God. All right. So, Clark, we talked about this a little bit, but Clark, Ramona's bag is seemingly infinite. If you had a bag like that, what would be in there? Every paper trail for any asshole Republican I want to destroy. Oh, Ooh. my God. I love that. Um, can we talk about how hot Lucas Lee was as Scott Pilgrim? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. Thou- Jesus Christ. I had such a crush on this cartoon character, it made <laughs> yeah. me uncomfortable. In, in the in the movie, I had a crush on um whatever. T- t- Todd. Todd. Oh, yeah. But in this one, I had a crush on yeah. um, Lucas yeah. Lee. Oh, completely. So this starts to get... Uh, it's, this is the part of the show where I feel like it starts to become the rehearsal. Uh, did you guys watch that? Uh, the yeah, Nathan yeah, Fielder yeah. Show? Fantastic show. Uh, it's a fantastic show, but n- in it, Nathan Fielder is like getting increasingly obsessed with like trying to recreate moments. And so he's like <laughs> subbing out actors to play actors <laughs> and it gets crazier and crazier. And Scott Pilgrim at this moment, we're like, oh, yes, Lucas Lee, who is a picture, a character in the screenplay is, is going to be playing Scott Pilgrim. And Ramona Flowers is going to be a stunt double. But we, you know. I mean, the met- that's so again, the the biggest criticism I would have of this show is that it requires you to be a fan and really have indulged in both the comic and the movie because yeah, yeah. so much of it. And, and that's exactly what it's made for. Right. Like nobody's going to fucking just pick it up. But I almost wish they did have like a disclaimer of do not watch this until you've done these things. Do you think so? Because I mean, I mean, I know you just said it, but <laughs> <laughs> 
dumb, dumb question. <laughs> dumb question. Dumber answer. Go. Adam. So, uh, like, yes. do you? Because <laughs> to me, the f- the feel is that you could consume any of this content in any order you wanted, and it would supplement each other. Like, I like the version of. I like this retconning that the graphic novel we were reading is the screenplay that was being written. I think you could probably toss the, if you really had to, you could probably take the comic out. But if you have not seen the movie to understand who the characters were, what's going, it's, it reminds me of, it was very much like, it feels like X-Men comics where it's like, yeah, you're watching like dark. A, exactly. Yeah. You're watching like best of or connection, but I enjoy, this is such a fan service TV show yeah. that if you didn't have the core construct and like they hardly got development in any of the other things, but there was something about just getting to see them again. And I'm like, oh, but I remember these things that happened, like fucking Lucas Lee sliding down the the railing and then exploding. Like, if you don't have that in your brain, then this isn't. I can imagine it's not as interesting. Well, let me ask you this: Do you really think so? <laughs> <laughs> well, you've said this off podcast, Adam, but it's very much like the HBO Watchmen series. Like you could watch it without reading the graphic novel but you get a richer experience having read it. You know, the great thing about saying things off podcast is that you can take credit for them on podcast <laughs> and be the one who says it. Yeah. Well, I gave well I'm credit. saying, I'm saying railroad. Him. Uh, well, and I was even railroad him. Like we railroad Todd. <laughs> well, and it's like, it's obviously only one of the things that has done this kind of idea, but uh, you know, beyond just even the HBO show, it also feels like the comic watchman because this is the episode where it almost becomes a murder mystery and like Ramona tracking things down and sort of going, where she's learning about how she fucked people over. Like, it goes behind the scenes of what was the original content. Yeah, Ramona is solving a case where they have the best security footage. (laughs) It it allows you to zoom in and and enhance high-resolution images. So, uh, uh, since you said behind the scenes, uh, this is the next episode is very much sort of behind the music. Uh, It's called Lights, Camera, Sparks. Uh, it's the the episode is actually framed as sort of like a Hearts of Darkness esque documentary of why the movie falls apart. Uh, <laughs> Todd Ingram replaces Lucas as Scott Pilgrim in a movie and ends up becoming queer by falling in love with the real Scott's former roommate Wallace Wells, who's also playing himself in the movie. Very very complex. So this did this gayness uh, going. I think with uh, Stephen Stills in the comic at the end. Obviously, it turns out that he's gay for Julie's roommate or somebody's roommate. Yeah. And so I was like, I. Do you? I'm assuming that the choice was made to kind of bring that up without having to have a bunch of characters. Additionally, uh, right? it, that might be it, but I think it's just probably just more queer representation, yeah. and it just kind of it, it sort of worked. Todd could very well have been, you know, bisexual or right. actually gay. Yeah, they pulled us out of nowhere. They did, I but loved I loved it. it. Well, I think it's it is a good way of adapting what was in the comic because in the comic it feels performative the amount that he talks about. Oh, this is my gay roommate. This is my gay roommate. Gay. Yeah. And you're just saying the word gay without actually having a character do anything. He did stuff w- with young Neil. Well didn't he? No, he didn't he didn't no. No, no, no. Where did I make that he, up? Uh, he always had boy- other he- Scott. He was dating other Scott and then he started making out with um Stacy Pilgrim's boyfriend. Oh, and oh that's but, what my But brain I'm even is saying wrong. what I'm saying is even if you like have gay characters who make out and stuff, if you don't give them a story or agency mm-hmm. like this is queer representation because you have a gay character 
who is being a total fuck boy and just wants to slam the hottest beast around and does not love him and will tell that to his face. Yeah. That's the queer representation yeah. we need. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of queer, uh, Wells breaks his heart um, and Todd renounces his veganism, starts eating a lot of meat and dairy, which so I think is a fr- it's just a running, great running gag throughout the also series. Also, we're like, yeah, this comes out of nowhere. He's literally dating Envy Adams, who is the hottest cunt on the planet. Yeah. Like, of course he's yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. willing to he's have dating sex a, with other men. My, yeah, he's dating my son a loves women. Yeah. <laughs> the women are in the Adams. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then the drum, like, well, she's not in this really, but the drummer from the Clash of Demonhead is also like a cyborg woman. A cyborg so. woman who in the graphic novel, uh, Todd and her are having yes, an, affair. an affair. That's yeah. right. The, I like the joke about veganism just giving you power because it is a joke about vegans and yet it does not feel like it's trying to like denigrate being vegan. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, you you get this fictional superpower by being by not eating meat. By not eating meat, yeah. Robo, Cards and weight just get in the way. A robo vegan is the funniest fucking concept that they ever yeah. came up with. Too. <laughs> he's pure. He's never <laughs> touched meat before. Before is so stupid. Uh, I fucking died at the line. And in three days, they spent seventeen million dollars. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I love so the good. I love the uh, running gag of like uh, uh, you want to run lines in your trailer. Oh, you want to run, run lines in your And this yeah. is like, you want to. Then they just like yeah. go and you hear the like in the uh, in the trailer. So uh, we talked about Envy Adams. Uh, she's playing Ramona in the movie, and the real Ramona is playing her stunt double. All oh, this is super meta. Uh, the movie goes way over budget, uh, as Brent said, and gets shut down by studio boss Matthew Patel. So, Brent, if somebody made a movie about your life, who would play you? Why would they get fired? And then who would replace them? So, three-part question. All right. So, here's who I would want. Um, someone like a Chris Amell or Steve Amell. Steve Amell. Steve Amell. Amell. Oh, yeah. yeah, I could but, say that. But who would actually do it is probably the guy from Workaholics. Which one? The round-headed guy. Oh, a- Adam what, something, uh, yeah. maybe. Yeah. yeah, like the... Adam Devine? Br- yes. Oh, God. Yeah, that's probably who well, it Oh, really? I, yeah. yeah, that's fair. Why is he removed? Probably yeah, why is Stephen Amell removed? Oh, well, Stephen Amell's removed because he's a piece of shit. Oh, I was saying because he's... You do mean, be Robbie Amell. Yeah, fuck Robbie the Amell's not the a bad guy. Okay. Cousin. It's a cousin. Oh, it's cousin. Okay, yeah. good. Oh, the he's hotter anyway. Even better. The one who played, uh, uh, not Speedy, but the other one. He played Arsenal, right? Uh, Mortimer, no, no, Mortimer he was, Amell. Um, <laughs> he was Firestorm. Oh, he was Firestorm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. I just don't think... I think that if you're going for visually accurate... I'm not Steve Amell. What about it, like what about like but I agree the third Hemsworth or something? <laughs> the third oh the, the lesser fourth, Hemsworth. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the one Leo. that's not six w- and above. Oh yeah, the one who's in Westworld. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I oh, yeah, can see that. Oh, nice. yeah, yeah, that's a good one. That okay. is a good one, yeah. Um and so Adam, if for what reason would a movie based I, on your life get shut down? Uh, because they would realize it's not that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> they would listen to this podcast and say, this is cancelable. <laughs> yeah, we can't good have him. Good they, answer. They get to like page 10 of the script and they're like, wait, what are we doing? Why did no, we find pass. that? Yeah, Bob Iger is like, everyone go home. No. Everyone go home. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did, so jumping on the VA bandwagon again, Todd, uh, what is it? Brandon Routh as Todd Ingram and then Brie Larson as uh, NB Adams. Both just fucking Brandon Routh was giving Brandon his Routh. all Brandon I, Routh was I've fantastic. had a crush on him since he was on One Life to Live which is like his first job yeah mm. I thought he was a great Superman in a movie that didn't get enough accolades because it had some good parts like well, it was so parts of it were retro. good parts of it yeah, well yeah it's I mean it's when Brian Singer's a piece of shit the only good thing about it was um oh shit what's her name I just lost it in my head Amy Adams no Oh, 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 Parker Kansas. Posey yeah, Parker Posey, Parker Posey. <laughs> fantastic. oh right yeah I mean she does no wrong yeah all right, so let's get to the sixth episode, which focuses on Gideon Graves, and we find out 
earlier in the series that his real name is Gordon Goose. It was a total dweeb with unearned confidence in high school. Are there any heroes in stories that are named Gideon? Every Gideon I know of in is, evil. is evil. That's an evil name. It's an evil name. Yeah. If your parents <laughs> name you Gideon. That's Gideon, third one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Adam. <laughs> that guy who had all those Bibles that are in hotels. Yeah. Evil. Oh, totally. Yeah. Uh, so after he lost his empire to Matthew Patel, he ends up shacking up with Julie fucking powers, and he and Lucas Lee bond because they seemingly have no ambition or direction in life. With no fear t-shirt. That was one of my favorite fucking dumb references the entire Phenomenal. Day. So good. I'm, I'm, I, I'm sorry. What is no fear? It's a brand that, like, in the, I remember in the 90s, yeah. like, a bunch like, of, like, high school kids wore it. It was that and Stussy. Stussy was yes. another one. And then people started making fun of um, no fear and calling it no fear queer gear. Oh really? Yeah. That was not in my high school, yep. but okay. That's what started happening. They were saying, and, 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 and Stussy was the one to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in this Stussy episode, Pussy is. It's super juicy. Pussy. Super juicy. Super juicy. So also in this episode, Knives Chow and Stephen Stills convince Matthew Patel to back and star in their musical Scott Pilgrim's Precious Little Musical, stage adaptation of Young Neil's movie that got shut down. Super, super, super meta. And the episode ends with a major cliffhanger. Turns out that the real Scott Pilgrim is alive after all. Ramona was right. Uh, so, Clark, which Broadway uh, producer would you want to create a musical about your life? Somebody that we know, like uh, Sondheim or like uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber, somebody better than that. Do you but have an idea about like what style of musical you think? I want, um, I want whoever, I don't know, who did the musical um, Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812, mm-hmm. which is like... The entire, not just the stage, but the audience, everything is like like cabaret style, mm-hmm. but on a grander scale where there are performers like inches in front of you, even in your fucking back row, just like dancing in different parties. You're actually, crew. you find out you're a performer. You're literally, <laughs> part, yeah, you're yeah. literally fucking they part you, of they it. They give you the script here. Oh. I, I mean, there are like, yeah. like seats on stage because part of it's in a cabaret style thing. It's not actually cabaret, but it's a Russian version. And, and you're like literally at the seats and people are singing around you and stuff like that. It sounds That's a, what I want. It sounds a little bit like uh, Sleep No More as well. like the, the Without you the, walking around to yeah, see yeah, 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 You're, sta- yeah. you're, you're just seated. stay in the same place. Yeah, you don't have to do any immersive. work. You're just yeah. sitting there. Yeah. All right. So let's get to this uh, seventh well, episode. I would oh, like yeah. to rattle off a few of the best Sorry. lines from that episode. Mainly yeah. the weird uh, like show and show, the anime they were watching. Because the idea of oh, I'm yeah. a real baka boy sometimes oh, yeah. <laughs> is my favorite. What what is that? <laughs> what is that? So baka means idiot, oh, okay. and so it's like like you know be like baka dane, like are you are an idiot? It's like, but I just I'm just I'm a real baka boy um, sometimes. sometimes. <laughs> Um, I was go- the whole concept of the episode of I was gone for ninety fucking minutes, and that they managed to build the oh, skate yeah. ramp. They managed to do all this shit. That's way too much. It was absolutely incredible. Where did they get the paintball guns? <laughs> the uh, just Julie's constant cursing is always a blast. When there was oh, and you know Gideon's like I'll miss you, and she's like I'll miss you fucking more. Yeah. she's so good in this too. I mean, you knew it based on Aubrey Plaza, but, but the, they did well with the character in this. Well, that's so that's fascinating. The character is great. She is a terrible voice. Actress, it does not translate. It doesn't work as well. Jason Schwartzman's very good in it. Yeah, I want him to do way more voice acting work. Well, he's uh, you've seen Fantastic Mr. Fox. He plays like the kid, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. and like he's fantastic, right? Uh, And it's like when he tells uh, what's her face, like it's like you're my lab partner. You betrayed me. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it's like it's so it's so uh, deadpan, but so perfect. Um. So at this point, uh, Julie fucking Powers points out <laughs> the robot 
How much of that were you like paying attention to, cared about? I mean, you knew the robot was doing something. He was in every episode all the time. And the yeah. robot's not in the movie. It's in the graphic novel. Yes. So I'm, yeah. So when you're thinking about like what's coming next, the how twins? much are you, how much are you thinking about that r- fucking robot? Oh, you knew it was the fucking twins, right? Well, you knew the twins were involved somehow, but except not really, which we're getting into in mm-hmm. the seventh episode. All right, so we uh, Scott Two Scott Two Pilgrim is the name Love of the that. seventh episode, which is a joke that we would make. Uh, we find out that Scott didn't die after all. He was transported 14 years into the future by his future Brooklyn hipster daddy self. As a fucking Nick Forte, semi-post-apocalyptic, deranged yeah. fucking yeah. human being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Loved it. Uh, so hipster Scott tells younger Scott that he actually defeated the seven evil exes and married Ramona, but they divorced uh, about a decade or so after. And that's why he brought younger Scott to the future to avoid the heartbreak with Ramona. Oh, and older Scott has started a band called Poppin' Twin Bee with the twins, uh, Ken wow. and Kyle Yatanagi. Um, the twins created the robot that's been spying on, uh, on most of the characters throughout the series. And we find out that Ramona from the future went back to the past, a.k.a. the present, and wrote the screenplay that young Neil seemingly scripted. This was her plan all along to show everyone what was really <laughs> supposed to happen. So I just love him... Uh current scott going so you thought old me would convince this me that young you was bad news and then he'd send me back home and then we'd break <laughs> up and then i'd see a local cineplex a movie about my she's like it doesn't i know yeah, i don't I know, know. <laughs> <laughs> this was literally this was dark this was like this this, like it so felt very much like so the netflix series dark crazy. were you so with the appearance of the portal i assumed it was going to be something time travel Mm-hmm. But I also thought that the person writing the screenplay was going to be Scott. 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 I yeah, agree. I yeah. thought it was going to be yeah. Scott. It being Ramona was a welcome twist. I like that. Um, I did the um, the thing that I was thinking about before with um, Young Neil and uh, Knives was when Ramona's explaining the plot right prior to this episode. And then it's like, and she's like, and then this da, 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 suspect. He's like, that's a similar word to suspect. <laughs> she's like, wow. Oh, yeah, su- suspects. Yeah. yeah. That's similar to suspects. Suspect. Wow. Uh, what, uh, <laughs> uh, Mary Fuck Kill, uh, old Scott, old Wallace robot. <laughs> uh, fuck the robot, marry older Wallace, kill older Scott. I feel like that would have to be Mike. I uh, know I'd fuck I'd fuck uh, old Scott. Although his did his teeth look like they smelled. No. I didn't like yeah. that. No, that's older older Scott. I meant like yeah. the yeah, the f- old, 14 years old, later Scott. Old Wallace was already married to the Nintendo guy. Yeah. It was like these Nintendo developers are making fucking yeah, money. You can yeah. still have sex with people who are married. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm going to marry him too. No, if I was mar- I couldn't marry him is what I'm saying. Oh. Oh, that's right. Cuz you don't want to break them up. We'll say polygamy well, is. But is I, I I don't know if Will Wallace get the money from Nintendo guy? I want to know whether there's <laughs> yeah. a prenup in right, place. How about this? Uh, Nintendo guy is dead. We have that power. <laughs> yeah. and Wallace, he gets the coins. And Wallace gets all the money. Okay. Well, then I feel like I... Ha- uh, no, I mean, I can't... Wallace sucks. Really? He's a good character, but I would... He's undateable. He's a piece For of shit. For sure. Oh, no. Like, literally, I would just hate myself as I'm doing it. It'd be like... I yeah. feel like you and Wallace would have sparks, though. No. Yeah, you would definitely have fuck sparks, lines, but then upset. it would go horribly wrong. The, no, I the can't sparks is that. because of, like, the friction between the two of you. So I knew I I like, want to be the one with the... the that, that is the Wallace. I don't want to be with <laughs> the Wallace. You want to be Wallace, yeah. okay. I, uh, I don't want to be in that way, but... Well, this is like the... Ba- I was like, oh... 
I am a Wallace with me, which just goes, the only thing better than being me is getting paid to be me. Why be me for free? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yes, bitch. That is the, such a good line. The big dick energy of the robot is off the charts. Yeah, I'm, I see, I'm, I'm marrying the robot. He's so sweet, too. He's yeah. like, Once tr- you he's just remove his uh, grounding to time and space, <laughs> he becomes all, all robots thing. at all. And then also, I would probably fuck Wallace, and I would probably fuck old. <laughs> so who are you killing? Why Myself. <laughs> uh, I did love the virtual guy instead of virtual boy. It was so fun to have them use that as like the what was happening in his history mm-hmm. and seeing those examples. I also like the uh, like the footage that uh, older Scott was showing younger Scott looked very much like like a Game Boy, like original Game yeah. Boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of sepia tones, it was red. Did well, that was the that's what that's the Virtual Boys like. Did you ever have those? No. Oh, oh. Like the Nintendo Virtual Boy was like a thing. Oh. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. So okay. and it was hideous, and it never made any fucking money because like everyone would that's go blind <laughs> when you played it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Because it was just nothing but harsh black and red constantly. Oh Jesus! But it was Christ. sort of 3D. It was very. Did interesting. you guys think that when uh, e- uh, Scott got to the future that it was like a post-apocalyptic it but as it turns out way. it was just like oh no we just have greenery growing around yeah. yeah it's great i did um kanye wa hurricane the fucking twins video on youtube that got over 105 views i thought it was just a great song oh yeah yeah the songs in this honestly were bops so oh totally one yeah one thing we haven't talked about so uh, anamana gucci is a huge like eight bit band they did the music uh or they did a few of the songs i think in the movie and like they've just been chip tune is like they're kind of the most well-known group and beyond just the intro, which was done by another group, which was really good, but anything related to chiptune music, I just loved. And then even the song choices were pretty incredible. I thought so as well. We did not talk about the gay episode, fucking Studio uh, Studio on 54, the like, If You Could Read My Mind. Yeah. It's like one of the greatest stupid gay songs on the planet. So every uh, time they uh, had that. Every time that as uh, the uh, they had to read lines. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the episode... Uh, uh, ends with a young Scott coming back to the present, reuniting with Ramona, but they can't kiss because of a force field that appears anytime they get close. Brent, would you date twins? This question feels like it's unrelated to the person. <laughs> <laughs> if you had done that in the paragraph earlier, total sense. No, I did that on purpose. Would you date twins? Would I date twins at the same time? Sure. Probably not. That's too much emotions. Like dating two people at once. Like would going. Now I get got so I used to. I'm so glad I married because I when I would go on dates, I would be anxious that I would have like multiple you? people I would go on dates with. Mm-hmm. Oh, like at, try to juggle all just of them? going on dates. Period. And like being like, oh, am I interested in you or am I interested in you? Too much. One at a time. Forever. <laughs> and then I'd be like, do they do they know about each other? The twins. The fact that I'm dating, <laughs> that I'm dating them both. That would be the juggle for, yeah. And the then I feel weird because I'm like, now that just seems like I'm kind of like the one in the middle of them. And do they just want to fuck, but they need somebody in the middle well, of the whole thing? Well, this is like the Parks and this is Parks and Rec now. This is my this is my boyfriend. And this is his twin, my other boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. See, that's what I don't. Just constantly being able to get spit roasted, there seems to be no downside. To oh my god! So it's like a double man. You, you assume commercial. that you're hooking up with them at the same time. Well, as yeah, well? I I would. I don't I've think I could, I couldn't do the okay. situation where they wouldn't know. That would make me feel bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But both of them fucking me would make them feel bad, and I'm okay. with that. I love <laughs> that you were comparing it to like a Twix commercial. Two is better than one. <laughs> you want the left Twix? The right d- Twix. Does one of them have like a moderately noticeable mole, so I can tell the difference? <laughs> You, uh, you can not, use a, can I like you just put a marker r- r- yeah. yeah like a like a uh, sharpie on the bottom of exactly. one of their exactly yeah yeah, yeah yeah I like that I tried to gracefully <laughs> avoid the sexual taboo of twin zest 
But Adam decided I'd like to be filled with no, both. No, if it's a sorry, spit roast sorry, Eiffel do, Tower. Hey, hey, would you like twins? Yeah, in both hands. <laughs> but that's the thing. They don't have to touch. That's the whole point. Isn't that the like the. That's not what I'm saying, by the way. <laughs> well, what he's my, saying is that they will touch each other. No, my, that is not also. <laughs> also so my point. Okay, so that's. Uh, that's the, I'm not dating normal yeah. twins. The twins <laughs> I date are always going to be making out. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are they fraternal or identical? That's identical. Okay. Fuck, fuck my, fraternal twins. That's a waste of time. My, I fuck fraternal twins. My point. <laughs> <laughs> my point was that I have discretion, and Adam's like, "Well, I guess I could fit two twins in my mouth." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then it's, like a, be, it's like a Twix candy bar. But then they would be touching, and I don't. Unless they were comfortable, that I wouldn't feel comfortable. Again, you are talking about things on the intensive margin. <laughs> if I'm two people extensive. are both putting their dicks in your mouth at the same time, they're definitely comfortable with that. Yeah. Well, but okay, yeah, that's fair. I mean, them like just being in a sexual situation together means that they're comfortable with yeah. like yeah. that. But so. to your point, I don't like have twins having sex with each other. That's not my porno. Again. Still not my point. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, we talked a little bit about uh, Scott's future band. Adam, if you had a band in the future, what would be the name of it? Ooh. um, (laughs) Taco Tuesday. I don't fucking know. Uh, What kind of music? I would do. We would do like dance electronic. So I think that's why it even fits even better because it would be dance electronic. We call it Taco Tuesday. It wouldn't make any sense. It's the singer Taco and the singer Falco. Honestly, Taco Tuesday does sound like a fun like dance night at a par- uh, bar. It would either be a good band name or a good uh, album title. I feel like Taco Tuesday as an album title. Sure. Is the uh, oh, it's the cell, it's the eponymous album <laughs> from the band Taco Tuesday. <laughs> Triple <laughs> it, Platinum. Ta- yeah. <laughs> Taco Tuesday is as a lesbian porn I saw recently. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Were there Yay. twins in it? Yeah, twin lesbian. This is what you look at. What you have wrought. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm, I'm a monster. All right, so let's get to the finale: The World versus Scott Pilgrim, episode eight. Uh, it takes uh, the finale mostly takes place during Knives and Stevens' production of Scott Pilgrim's precious little musical. Scott confronts and even fights some of the evil exes to find out who put up the force field preventing Ramona and him from kissing. It was nice that they kind of just dismissed, like, look, we're, dude, we have not, we're not fighting you. We're just going to keep that. moving yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, I'm just getting a lot more butter on my popcorn. No more. That's more, good. No, more, no, 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 more. 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 Lower, lower. Lower. Too low. Too low. Lower. lower. Yeah. That was when the show definitely hit its peak for me in the sense of, like, what a fun way to end it. That, like, whatever the core contract was of the previous mediums or stories were like, mm, we nobody cares. We actually healed. We got smarter. We're mature. Like, I just. We're not was, evil X-Men Yeah, anymore. it was really. I thought it was just such a wonderful idea to how to. They're just the X-Men. Up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Right. Uh, the culprit, however, is an even older Daddy Hulk Scott Pilgrim. Wait, th- was that is that actually like, is that a joke? Like what? The, That's a great joke. Like, and Scott Pil- uh, Scott Pilgrim was wearing the X Men logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that he is like fighting the X Men. Uh, <laughs> I think was just. I, a, I think it was just more of like Brian Lee O'Malley oh, like okay. making that reference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the culprit, however, is an uh, even older Daddy Hulk Scott Pilgrim who's been training for ten years in solitude to fight. Well, everybody. And he's so evil that he prevents Gideon and Julie uh, from carrying out their own villainous plot to blow up the musical. <laughs> that extra plot line, that subplot <laughs> was so, so strange. Silly. It was all of it was so, just dumb. So I loved silly. it. So the Super Smash Brothers style brawl is stopped by an evil, even older Ramona, who's understandably pissed that Scott ghosted her for you know, ten years. So you, okay, we go we finish that, and then I'll say what I say. Okay, so uh, old. <laughs> that is how sentences work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, old woman Ramona and regular Ramona combine into one divine ethereal being, and they end up with Scott after Super all. Super Ramona. See, I don't see it as 
she is mad that he ghosted her, but at the same time, Ramona talks about the fact that she needs him to help her not ghost herself. Like she ghosted yeah. every one of their boyfriends, so it's not she. It's I not mean, reasonably. It's, the it's fact boomerang. That she, she yeah. She said, um, "I need a break." The person who says I need a break is the one who has to unbreak the break. Well, the other person can't just read their fucking mind when the break. At the same time, Scott could have just said, "Are you okay?" And then just you're just like, "Hey, can we talk or whatever?" Well, it's it's very still the person who says we should break. uh, We need a break. It's Ross and Rachel and friends. It's like we were on a break. You know, I don't. I understand all of the plot points that are happening here. I don't understand this idea. The motive. So. All, even older Scott has to go back and kill everyone <laughs> so that younger Scott is not sad. Well, it's because the the middle mess. the middle Scott like Scott. pulled pull yeah, old Scott pulls younger Scott into the future yep. to prevent him, but clearly that doesn't work because even older Scott is still miserable, so he's like I just have to like now train and kill Scott and everybody else so this doesn't happen. It's not a well thought out plan yeah, at that's all. What I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm like, it's Scott uh, Pilgrim. None of his plans are that well thought <laughs> but out. Boy, yeah. did he look hot doing it. Oh, we, I'm gonna get to that in a second. You just wait, bitch. Why don't we get into right now? All right, okay. He's like most in the important of a fight and his abs get an extra set of abs. Okay. <laughs> the most important question: How many times did you jerk off to old older man Scott? It wasn't helpful that he was so upset. But like there was certain times where the scene would f- like it would be a style a more solid image of him talking and like he's fucking jacked. Can we? Yeah, I mean, well, he's got bad and teeth. Then I yeah. Jack- yeah, I yeah so this whole it's thing amazing of Scott how getting worse teeth. Oh my god, this guy is so sexy. And then you see that his teeth are like the British assembled book of from like a a bin of loose buttons mm, or like, something. This is someone that I probably <laughs> wouldn't make out with. And then, you know. No, you'd just be like, like, no kissing, just fuck me. <laughs> Your teeth are like a pile of Legos. I do not want oh, to. Oh, they're very red and stimpy teeth. Remember yeah. those? Oh, so yeah. And, and they, they do like to zoom in. Uh, no, I never liked any of that. <laughs> I did like uh, <laughs> when, when even older Scott is, you know, I've got to take this out on Scott. And Gideon's like, "Hey, is there any reason we can't just go back? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you guys seem like you've got your own thing going." Yeah, I love, I love the team up. The idea of like the the joke now of like the X Men is so f- like they were all so fucking cool. Ramona's like pulling shit out of her bag, giving everybody like weird sp- like sprite based weaponry. Yeah, I uh, just thought it was uh, a I really l- fun way to end this. Uh, uh, show. I loved it. So the series ends with a montage of happy endings for our characters, while a video game version of the Beach Boys' "God Only Knows" plays, uh, talking about like more great music. And in true MCU style, there's a mid-credit uh, teaser of Gideon and Julie plotting against our protagonists. So, uh, Brent, we found out that even though there was the sequence, there won't be a second season of Scott Pilgrim. But if there were, what, what do you think the story should focus on? Sorry, are we sure there wouldn't be a second season? Yes, I thought they the said they're not thinking, they're not going to do it, and they have no ideas to do it. Oh, okay, sorry, I... the way I read what they said was... Well, they have no plans. We don't have any plans for a second season. Yeah. We planned for this to be one season, which wasn't as exclusionary as I'm hearing now. <laughs> Everything you just <laughs> said sounds super exclusionary. Uh, we don't plan anything. We have no plans. But and you we have, have nothing to, to write about. Let's remember. assume it's not going to happen. Well, this so, was made you... by Netflix. And Money, please. Netflix. <laughs> Coins. You've never done anything wrong, and I'm going to give you $18 a month. <laughs> I mean, it fell out of the top ten very quick. I yeah, people yeah, did well, not love again, it. Well, again, it's made for... Because people hate women. Well, so, yeah, I do want to, after we wrap up the ending, I do want to talk a lot about that, but, <laughs> well, I don't, I wish we didn't have to, but, yeah, um, yeah it, it it is such a niche on niche on niche that I'm not, I 
could not expect it to get any additional content, and I'm actually very happy with that. I'm I'm fine if it stays where it is. What I really liked, like it reading the graphic novel, I don't. I think it it falls into the pitfall of a lot of graphic novels that are trying to like continue to be a longer series. Is that there's a lot of filler. There's a lot of stuff that's just garbage that isn't really interesting. And it takes a long time. You don't like Knives Dad just running around for no reason? No. <laughs> and no. Scott's like ex-ex-girlfriend who never appears oh, in yeah. Yeah. Either, either of the yeah. other. Or Julie's uh, gay roommate right. that ends up with Stephen Stills. Yeah. And yeah, I think yeah. there's something about this that is a testament to the nature of adaptation. And that like, if you've got a story or a really solid premise, it is <laughs> worth it to keep working it and workshop it and change it. Because the thing, I, the question for me in the back of my mind is always why do people like scott pilgrim as a concept so much like i did not like i like edgar wright seeing something and wanting to do you that mean this like the comic or the character i meant the comic as a whole so i'll tell you why i loved it so much i picked up the first volume like just because it looked interesting at the local comic store i used to go to in austin and I was like, oh, this art is pretty good. Like, it's got this sort of manga feel to it. And then it's a very grounded story. And at the very end of the first volume, when Scott fights Matthew Patel, I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, because you, no, you have no idea that it's going, it, it, it seems very slice of life. And then it becomes a video game. Yeah. And I was like, I was not expecting that. And I fucking loved it. I think that's so, I saw the movie first and then went back to the comic. Uh, and I agree with you, Kaylin, that the sense that it is, at the time that it came out, it was like what we never saw. So I think in a very, I don't know when you read the the books. I've only read them recently. So. Oh, so that's, and I think that's the thing is like, I, I actually avoided going back to read the books because I was almost like, I don't want to see more of the seams. Yeah. And like even rewatching the movie, I think the movie is much more timeless to me just because it is so, fa- it's like kind of the Kill Bill in my world. Like I like those movies that are just like an hour and a half long. Everything is just moving pace. I love action. I love this. So I, I, it's like it's built for me from the perspective of the it's visual a, it's a design. Good the idea. Yeah. And well, yeah. Well, I think f- the thing that sells me in this show is, you know, you have stories that are like high magic and low magic. And in a high magic story, there's a lot of very powerful things people can do. They can like shoot spells. They can do incredible stuff. In low magic, it's like, oh, yeah, we might be able to affect the likelihood something turns out a certain way. It's like all very small Magic stuff. realism, yeah. And in high magic stories, there is a sense of awe and wonder, like, look at what this wizard did. And I like that Scott Pilgrim takes high magic and makes it very disinteresting to all the characters. Oh, yeah. it's, like, just, it's just they are not. It. He's they, good at fighting. and yeah. No yeah. one is overwhelmed by the fact that a... <laughs> A future version of Ramona just shows up in Ramona's kitchen. They take a photo with yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that all of the most fantastical elements of this stuff are relatively mundane to these people. I think that is a fun universe to play in. And so if there was a longer story, an- another version of this, what I would like is for each of these characters to have like a, a an ensemble type show that isn't necessarily about like, fighting your evil exes, but like exploring relationships while also having these really fun fight action sequences. To, to build on what you said, uh, I like I like that a lot. I would like them to be, like the timeline to be kind of sped up to, they're in their mid-20s right now, early to mid-20s, to where they're in their early 30s. Oh, that's fun. And like seeing like a where- A jump like that A jump and seeing like, you know, how people evolve. I mean, thinking about yourselves, yeah. like when we were in our 20s, 
it's a lot different than when we were got into our early 30s and even older than that. Well, so this was the part about the show that I loved so much uh, in the sense that we you this show is growing up with us and that's what i really like is like yeah. when I, you know i saw what it was 10 years ago that fucking scott pilgrim came out or even more than that and you were dating that high school student at the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no like when i saw that movie like i could see myself in it and then with the show i could really see myself in it and you know like clark you were just describing if people hate women like this was a <laughs> clark you were saying but i i think i i'm almost flabbergasted and frankly angry that there are fans of this property that have been sitting around for years since the 2004 comic came out that want to just see an animated version of the same it's fucking story they've read over and over. Adolescence. I, and what, a lot of comic fans are like that. It Awful. took me three tries to start the first episode because I thought, it was oh just no, that. you're going to be retelling the same fucking story. Mm -hmm. So this leads to my next question. Clark, you talked about how this ended up being kind of a commercial failure um, because you didn't even know there was a deviation of the story until like the first episode. You watched it as soon as it I, dropped. Well, even the first episode, I was like... I, I'd forgotten the comics. I was like, May maybe, maybe there <laughs> is this a little bit. Maybe, yeah. maybe. And then the second one, when uh, Matthew Patel uh, got, you know, stopped Giddy or, you know, took yeah. place with Giddy, I was like, okay, this is totally different. Yeah. All yeah. right. Yeah. Everything about this is. So, uh, how would you have marketed it to show that, hey, this is Fuck. this is not the same? <laughs> Clark's sweating right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those, those, those unicorn, I mean, the unicorn, the fucking reindeer <laughs> antlers are like drooping a little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't wouldn't know. I mean, I also I don't really know many people. They they probably heard about it and didn't care to look at the trailer because they thought they knew what they were getting into. Yeah, it's it's almost a. I don't know if they wanted if the, the any goal of the was title the title change title change. Yeah, well, and I mean, it's literally called Scott Pilgrim takes off. Yeah, but they don't know what that means. No, that's yeah. why I'm just takes saying off like doesn't it doesn't give I, a proper. I didn't realize that until like the second or third episode. I was like, yeah, uh, takes it was off. supposed to be uh, Scott Pilgrim jerks off with twins. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's I think it's a damn if you do, damn if you don't situation. Oh, yeah. If it came out earlier that it was a retelling, then people would go, "What the fuck? This woke ass bullshit!" Blah 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 blah. And then keeping it the same creates a thing like for people that didn't love the exact thing or saw the movie and don't even know about the comics you're like oh, i guess i'd check it out like i don't really get it yeah um yeah i feel it's like a hard hard hit. i don't know I, I if they did it ahead of time there'd be lots of like bullshitty news stuff from like incel turds yeah and afterwards it was more like i am betrayed by this property and blah 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 oh and i'll never God. trust you again i don't know which one's worse but I, I mean, they should. Re they uh, they probably realized ahead of time that this is exactly how it was going to go. I'm hoping that the because the movie was actually a commercial flop when yeah, it came I out. I didn't like the movie. I'll I tell love you. The movie. Uh, yeah, but I can see why. And I can see both why you love it and yeah. why you don't like it because I'm somewhere in, in, yeah, in the yeah, middle. Yeah. Uh, there's elements I really love. Comics better. Well, you uh, were a comic star. This yeah. is better. Were you a comic starter as well, Clark? Like, what? did you start you, with the you, comics? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's probably why I that's saw the movie why. first. And then I like this better than the so movie. Adam, Adam likes the it the most. Kalen's in the middle, and Clark is at the end of disliking it. And I'm in some abstract space plane. You're being spit roasted by two. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Nailed it. Uh, yeah, the Gemini are <laughs> just railing me the out. The Gemini. <laughs> 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 I'm just thinking of like the evil Cobra twins, like oh from the God. cartoons. Yes. Oh my Tomax God. and Zamat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> They're Christ. hot. I think they. One, one had a scar. If so I you was can tell. Duke, I'd get double down. By the yeah, <laughs> they were the first GI Joes I ever owned. By the way, there's a reason why. Like they went everywhere with you. Yeah, uh, they, they did. In you, Off yeah. my butt. Um, 
It's Scott Pilgrim. Of course we're talking about getting cum inside you. I, uh, I, I'm hoping that the the series um, gets like uh, a, like a second life or like uh, yeah. you know people discover it. It's a comic series. Uh, no, the animated series. They like they like because uh, it was a commercial flop that people like rediscover it. Yeah. Or or discover for the first time they're like oh this is actually pretty good. It well, Netflix like at least has both properties so they can put it because that, so that's the bigger right. kind of question on this as well, which is um, I don't. Oh, bigger own, than the. Well, no, it's like my, my, yeah. No, this is like a now bigger and better. My yeah. question. That's really interesting. It brings up a question that I thought of. That's really incredible. Uh, no, it, it the whole time I was I think I already said this, but like the only critique I had was I just don't fathom. It feels like this would be impenetrable or. Bore, like I'm like I want to think about when we did the Marvels. I talked about my <laughs> bringing my sister again, but like when they watch, they're like, okay, I get it, it's fun. I just don't believe that I could show this to someone who hasn't seen anything or know anything about Scott Pilgrim and Correct. be like, what'd you think? But I see, I see a different universe that like, uh, like something where it's a little bit abstract and off the wall, like Adventure Time, where no one feels like they really have a good grasp on it. That it, it's a matter of time and effort. That like you feel like you're immersed into it. Except, so, I mean, the only the only reason I disagree with you is with Adventure Time, everybody feels that way. With this, if you don't have uh, prior knowledge, yeah. then you're lost. Whereas like someone like Adam or any of us know what's happening because we've right. already like, uh, it, yeah. So it's like it's 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 a difference of being everybody being lost or being partially lost. I mean, so much of this mo- sh- movie, this TV show, is about the meta-ness of it. Like the yeah. movie within a movie. If you're watching it and you're like, "What the hell is this movie within a movie?" And what the, they're talking the musical, about? Kind of, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it, the fact they mentioned Netflix every fucking five seconds. Well, five that's seconds every single thing that ever is on Netflix has yeah. to talk about Netflix. I, I mean, consider that a plot hole, by the way. Even the joking self-references about that's the hole that Ramona travels <laughs> through. Even the joking self-references around the concept of like. Oh yeah, like you know, we just took a cut. We took like what was really happening. We kind of just put some characters together. We did that. Like they were like, it's you. You have to be a fan of any of this to really enjoy it, which is sad because I want everybody to be a fan of it because it's all all three together is a very nice. So this is an interesting question I just thought of. Uh, We normally talk about X Men. That brings up an interesting question. (laughs) Yeah, that I just thought of. Uh, So (laughs) we are an X Men. We're an X Men podcast first and foremost. And when people ask us where should we start with X Men if we haven't really read it or just have passing familiarity, something like House of X and Powers of Ten is usually what we say because Mm -hmm. it is such a great like starting point for the last four years of the X Men. But if you have no familiarity with the X Men, you've never seen the animated series, you've never watched the movies, you've never read any of the right. comics, you never got to that letter in the alphabet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You stopped at he's W. Working he's working it yeah, out. Yeah, W. It's like I'm going backwards. You stopped uh, at week week thirty of first grade. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Could you give somebody House of X and Powers of Ten and say read this and then you will love the X or you will like love the X Men? Giant I, size. Start with giant size. I really from the seventies. So y- this is I really yeah. I like this discussion because it's kind of what I have been experiencing in my like Doctor Who catch up for the specials that are currently You've going been on. Watching Doctor Who, you barely mentioned it. Over Shut the fuck up. <laughs> but it's it actually applies here because I want to know what Doctor Why though. Because I agree with Clark <laughs> that you'd ha- there'd have to be like. I don't know, 20 to 30 issues of these mega things that you would have someone read before they even started Hawks and Pox. And I think that was the same with Doctor Who. Like, watching some of these specials for Doctor Who would be hot garbage to me if I did So did you start with a Christopher Eccleston? Uh, yeah, you so start from new, th- 2006. But, like, we were watching, like, one, one episode of that or one or two, and then we jump to the next, and then you jump to the next. So I think with the X-Men side, you'd really have to be, like, giant size. 
Dark Phoenix. Like you'd have to give that, like people if the someone grounding. has never heard of anything X Men, it probably isn't good to start them with Hawks and Pox. Like, but even if they saw the movies, I maybe just don't think it would work either. I don't know. Maybe if you saw the movies, well, the movies are garbage, and everyone would say, "Oh no, I don't want to continue." But with if, if you have a, I mean, I think you need at least a passing familiarity with a lot of the characters. I think if you'd watch the animated series, you could be fine if you hadn't read the comics. Uh, the thing about Giant Size is it's just it is seminal, but it's so dated. Oh that, sure, that it's hard to start with something what, like that. What you would need, the best way to think about it is, what are all the things in Hawks and Pox, and how can you give someone a glancing, passing knowledge? Of it, so like you'd have you do giant size not because it's good content right now, but because oh that's Krakoa, oh like what is what Mystique's most seminal issue, like stuff where any of the characters that were involved, just giving a slice of that. Okay, I can see and understand what that you, person I mean, is. Isn't like the X Men different from the SPVTWCU? Like. <laughs> <laughs> what? Like, well you done. really nailed that. that. Was you nailed that. Was uh, that I mean, but it's like you're like, oh, why don't you watch the movie and then you'll watch the TV show, and that's all you have to well, do. I, no, so I because I would say watch the movie because it's a fun movie. But then you miss out on some of the. I mean, I get it. You miss out on the reference. Like, you're, no, you miss out on the homework. That's what the that's what the graphic novel is. It's homework. It's too much fluff. It's too much filler. You don't need it. I think it's great. But I would say, well, I, I'll see you outside. <laughs> I would say it would be good. I think it would be good. So that's so flipping back to Scott Pilgrim. What is the order you? I would say movie, then comics, then TV show. I, I think uh, you could do movies or comics first. It just depends on the medium that you want to. I'd say movie, want. then know that comics exist, then the TV yeah, show. Yeah, I say that, and then you go back to the comic. Then you, you play the video game, yeah. and then you I watch the series. I was going to say, yeah, the, if, if, I mean, obviously, probably most of the people listening to this have played the game, but the game is excellent. It's like a River City Ransom remake, what essentially. What does that mean? I've never played the game. It was the old school game. NES game. It's an old, old school. It's it a, was it's like a, a side-scroller beat-em-up, but you get it's coins. It's like double, double dragony. Exactly. Wait, yeah. what is it? River Got City Ransom? I don't know that. It was like a big Japanese. Kunio is actually very big in Japan, this main character. Okay. Um, but it's awesome sprite graphics, and I think it's out on Switch and PS whatever, so you can replay it. They finally re-released it. So with Knives and Wallace as playable characters. So a few just uh, themes that I kind of want to mention mm. before we conclude. Only uh, on Feed Finder. <laughs> Uh, I think this series um, really leans into uh, holding people accountable uh, and and basically uh, telling that you need to really be careful of other people's feelings um, and not be careless. I, I think it's very it's it's implied in the comic. It's sort of implied in the movie, but the movie doesn't have enough time with this. This really does, and it's in the third episode when Roxy basically she reads Ramona for filth. As I said, it's like you left without saying goodbye. I. It might have been a fling for you, but I really fell for you. And, you know, we've all had moments where we've been played or been the players. And I think this is just a nice reminder of that. I wonder about the like what the show thinks about the nature of redemption. And that like you have a character like Gideon who is kind of sorry, but not like overly groveling to other people. But that he is trying to be like he is just different as a person. And then he tried to blow up a bunch of people. people. Yeah, and then he went back. I think Gideon is, and then he had a <laughs> Gideon is truly evil. He, he, just, uh, yeah. Sorry, yeah, he yeah. was. Uh, it was all self-serving he for sure. Did go full wily coyote there. <laughs> <laughs> full wily coyote. That's great. Oh uh, yeah, but I think the other uh, "quote unquote" evil exes. Evil is just a perspective. They were just wronged by Ramona. They were evil. They formed a legion to, to harass kill anyone who was who might be a potential 
uh, dater of Ramona and future member of their group. <laughs> it, they're evil, but like X-Men villains. Like Magneto, is he really evil? Yes. Yeah, he had the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, but actually... You, 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 yes. You'd think they would try to show the the next person that Ramina, Ramona sucks so they could get like an eighth member and a ninth member, not just murder them. What if Scott... Oh, that's the next season. Scott becomes an evil ex, and he becomes the head of the evil exes. But he did. He already became an evil ex in this show. That's true. <laughs> God damn it. We haven't learned anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's been our podcast. I really hope that very old Kaylin, or I guess slightly future Kaylin, <laughs> pulls you out of the time stream to explain to you what this ha- what happened to this TV show. Uh, yeah, that would be, oh my God, that would be amazing. Uh, a couple other themes, uh, uh, you know, uh, more on the remote side, you can't really run away from your issues, uh, your problems, and any complexities that show up in your life. Like, you have to, like, you know, deal with Wait, them. Wait, you can't? <laughs> Oh, fuck, what have fuck. I been doing? <laughs> Guys, I just ran out of some problems. Yeah. Um, I really like the humanness of Ramona splitting up with Roxy. That yeah. she's going in a different direction and just did not want to have a hard conversation and kind of left. Uh, I feel like you that's think a, that's okay? I know. I feel like it's a very... I hu- love it. I, <laughs> I don't know what you heard, but I said it's a very human thing. That we as human beings... <laughs> <laughs> That there are times where we just want to. Sorry, I'm vegan, so I don't know. Uh, <laughs> we just move out. You literally ate a hamburger in front of me, you dumb cunt. Adam's eyes are glowing white, and he's floating <laughs> three feet above the table. Chicken Parmesan is vegan, right? <laughs> um, all right, the other thing that I just wanted to mention, um, so Brian Lee O'Malley, the creator of Scott Pilgrim, he was in his 20s when the graphic novel came out. He is now in his 40s, and I'm seeing like a maturity of uh, like a creator who realized, oh, I can, you know, my main character can do this and we can, you know, sort of forgive him. But, you know, as he got older and matured, he's realized, oh, both Scott and Ramona did some really awful things and we have to hold them accountable. He, he I really like that. went through a divorce. Did he really? Yeah, in 2014. So, oh. so that's definitely affected Played the it. entire yeah. situation. <laughs> well, and I do know, I mean, what I, again, getting the band back together do you for think that's this related? No. was the smartest thing that they could do. Because Edgar Wright was also, I don't know how much he actually did, but he was an executive producer on it. And it's like, I, in general, like the cast is, I, everyone has just grown up. So to revisit these characters in a revisit in a way that gets to tell a more ensemble cast version of a Scott Pilgrim story, I think is it's. I'm just so glad that they made it. I'm, yeah. I really hope somehow it gets more cult status, because yeah, this should be a nice cap to the the journey that the show's he, been. He, on. It went through a divorce with a woman who he married in 2004. So clearly, <laughs> that's Ramona. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so oh my god. Glad it's not knives. Sure, soon after the movie happened, that's is when amazing. They broke oh wow. Jeez. Wow. 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 All right. Anything else we want to say about uh, the series? Mm-mm. It's good. I mean, Watch I, I picked it. it apart a bit, but it's a B plus for me. I really that's enjoy very that. high for you. Yeah. Yeah. Watch the shit out of it. Uh, Todd's haircut is still stupid. <laughs> Awful, <laughs> raggedy as shit. Absolutely would. I oh. mean, I, I love a, a bleach blonde that still has dark eyebrows, so I'm, I'm definitely <laughs> yeah. into it. That was literally you for all of what 2023. You know <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I was a twin. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what's that look called? The Danny Phantom? <laughs> oh, it's right. Clark Whitehead and Dark Whitehead. Why that's yeah. their twin. <laughs> All right, so that's been our episode. You can find us on Twitter at X and Instagram at Podcast. If there are any shows, movies, comics that you want us to cover in our secret records, slide into our DMs or, you know, double penetrate us, according to Adam. Uh, and Spit roasting. <laughs> thank you. Oh, sorry. You got it wrong. Oh, and please. She's a lady. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and please review and rate us. Uh, bye, little homos. Bye-bye.